you still see me? Yeah. Okay. Should be coming up now. Uh, let me make sure the levels are good. Make sure everybody's sound is good. You guys want to talk me, for me? me. Sound, sound, yep. sound, yep. sound, yep. sound, yep. sound. Yep. Me, me, me. Perfect. Me, me, All right, me. everybody. Welcome to the Once Reveal Variety Hour. This week yeah. with our special guest, Danny Crum. Hey. Hey now. What's up, Danny? How What's going you? on, guys? Love uh, you guys, man. So... Appreciate that, man. So you guys want me to just jump into this stuff or what? I We can just kind of jump right in. Yeah, that's fine. You want to right. so, the, the reason the guys got me on tonight, I, I've been secretly having a bromance through text chat through Facebook, and, and the timing sucked, and I could never really jive with them. But I tell you what, these guys are honestly a charismatic group, one of the most charismatic groups of guys I've seen. And there's one more coming. He's kind of, you know, well, he, his wife bosses him around, but that's beside the point. So, no, but he's, he's coming. I mean, they're amazing. I mean, these guys are magnetic. And when I first met them, now Nate and I worked together. So for all those who are listening who don't know that, now you do. And for the new ones coming in, hopefully we actually got some new people. Uh, Nate, Nate is just an awesomely cool guy. It's the kind of guy you don't want around your women. He's got too much suave going on. He's too young. He's better looking, you know, better shape. But all that's my issue with my therapist. So, but no, but these guys, I just when I first met them, they talked about how and and you guys correct my wording. Um, your advocates or supporters of of mental health awareness. Well, explain that to me. So I think the concept sort of evolved from. Uh, all of us sort of coming together and not really being individuals who openly talked about that sort of thing with people. Okay. And so as a result of us sort of writing music together and hanging out amongst each other, we just sort of all realized at some point that we kind of all experienced this or, or knew a lot about this and, and felt that it wasn't something that was talked about enough or doesn't get enough Agreed. actualization Agreed. through music, that kind of thing. So I think that's where Agreed. we sort of hunkered down and jumped at it and tried that. Yeah. So let's launch. Let's launch from there. That's a good segue to a first question, then, because, you know, I, I told Nate. I said I was going to be real serious. You know, I, I mean, I might throw in a few jokes here and there, but um, if it's too direct, if it's too blunt, please call me off because I usually just rip the bandaid off. So I just want to go right at it because uh, I agree with you, Vern. Um, I think there's too much stigma around this stuff. Mm -hmm. When when people ask you, "Hey, how's your physical health?" they're not necessarily implying any negative. But ask yourself this. When people say, hey, how's your mental health? Don't they really mean, is it okay now? You know what right, I mean? Right. Why are we programmed like that? And, and then, don't even get me on that soapbox. So let me ask you this. Um, Vern, start with you since you brought it up, if I may be so blunt. What mental health issues do you consider that you've endured, suffered, survived? And I want you to tell me the right word to use for you. What is your narrative? So, so more or less, I've... Um... I'm diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, um, adult attention deficit disorder, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, and depression, general general uh, depression. So and I, I have a myriad of things, and I, some of them are service-connected. Some of them are things that I've carried my entire life. Are, are you a service member? Yeah, yeah, I'm a veteran. Yep, yep. What branch? U.S. Army. Yep. Hot damn. Vern just got an extra point. Scott, you're behind, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Good Sam. for you, Vern. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, Thanks very much. Appreciate that. We're all here. The, the lame ass stuff in the back is my little bit of army. Yeah, that's Thank yeah. You. I've got my stuff Thank back. Thank you, Vern. Thanks, man. I appreciate so, it. Hey, thank you for your service. Right back at you. So generalized anxiety, ADHD, um, did you say PTSD? PTSD. Anything else yeah. going on here? General depression. Uh, and sure. Yeah, I have a 
few other things, but I, without sure. getting terribly specific, it's just, yeah, just okay. a myriad of things that I just feel that, one, people are afraid to talk about a lot of the time, mm -hmm. and then, like, most of the time, even when you do talk about them, like you said, it's like, people just want to hear that, like, you're feeling better, right? Everything's better. Right. They don't want to hear right. the bad thing, because the right. bad thing makes them feel bad, too. <laughs> like, I get it. All right, so I want to come back to that, but just to get yep. a picture of everybody, Scott, can I ask you the same question? Do sure can. Feel, well, and, wait a minute, hold up. Um, Vern, you never used the word, an active word. Now, I don't want to impose the word. Do you feel like you're a survivor of those things, enduring those things, suffering from those things? Is there one word that fits all the time? What's the what's the what's the word? I think I just I, I think I just endure it. I guess is a good word for okay. me. Yeah, it's your, a, it's your narrative, pal. That that's, that's what matters. That's a good way of looking at it. I. You, you phrased that really well, succinctly, even. <laughs> well, it, it's it's not Danny phrase. This this is coming out of, um, for those who don't know, listen to my ramble. I I, I have a really good stream of consciousness. You'd yep. think I'd just schizophrenic guy on the corner, and I could really play that role. But this is from the trauma therapy experts gotcha. from the APA trauma division. It's just a lot smarter people than me. I just That resonated with me. It was just a... What, but it, it's your narrative? That in, that it, the, the endurance of it. Less than oh, yeah, else. yeah. Well, because, and I, and I don't want to spoil but yeah, I'll come back to that. So, Scott, you yeah. perfectly, my friend, do you feel that you, again, pick your word, mental health issues? Uh, yeah, I've uh, suffered with it with... I mean, the majority of my life, um, I mean, just growing up, I've always, always suffered with like social anxiety, anxiety in general. And okay. I've, I've had my episodes like after I'd broken up with my girlfriend, after I discovered she was with another guy, that was a deep part of my life. And then, and then, you know, I've just always, always suffered with such things. And it's, I mean, even to this day, I still kind of suffer with such things. I've, I've seen, I've, met with therapists and it's it's you know it's definitely brought out in the music that we write and like okay and we're gonna come I, to a question like that yeah 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 so so, it's so I hear you describing um, and I'm, I'm reading the body language but I hear you describing anxieties and depressions different forms different states kind of thing mm -hmm. okay yeah. so what so what word did you use what active word did you say active. you survived that or suffered that I, I don't remember the word you used yeah, I suffered it, I guess you could say. All right. All right. Batter up, Nate. We all live right. together. So 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 no, my friend. I, I, I want to say to you, this is all very private, but hopefully we get a million viewers. You know what I'm saying? Of Let's course. just say I won't talk about this in the hallways. You want to come to the office and talk? We can talk again. Otherwise, I'll look at you like I don't know squat, okay? But right, my Rob Zombie-looking friend there, the Jesus complex with the hands coming out, okay? Do you, do you feel you also... Have dealt with mental health issues, or what is your active word? Well, I wouldn't say that I have anything necessarily that I would diagnose. Um, I wouldn't mm -hmm. label anything. Um, uh, well, I, you're going to learn something new about me, Danny. I haven't talked to you about this. Um, I'm actually okay. going through a divorce right now. Dude, so that's I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, brother. But, you know, that being said, we're handling it about as best as two people can handle such, such a thing. But. I don't even think of you as old enough to be married, dude. Because I'm, I'm yeah. as ancient as dirt, according to my kids. But, I, you know, that's the thing. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So what I would say is, um, though I haven't had, like, severe mental health issues, I think just the experience of that <clears throat> just became sort of a one of the experiences that people go through um, just as part of the human condition. And right. the, just one of those 
one of those times where I started paying attention to many things within myself that I had never paid attention to at all. Mm-hmm. And you know, through that process, I've been able to look in and learn a great deal about what it is to deal with human life um, through many experiences. Because I think what had happened is that I sort of uh, um, ignored many internal aspects. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about like the shadow, you know, Carl Jung's version of the shadow. Um, I love Jung. Jung's a, yeah. Jung's a nut. He's a weirdo. He, he thinks outside the box. I like him. Right. And so basically it was something that happened, and through that experience just a whole bunch of other stuff got kicked up that I never even thought to think about. Right. Um, so it's, it's You don't realize you're carrying stuff with you right. until something happens. Right. Yeah, and what's interesting is I, I grew up in a very, like, stable home, and I, if you looked at my life, you'd say, my God, that was, like, the ideal upbringing. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes when people have a really ideal upbringing, they don't feel like they have the right to look in at stuff because it's like, well, what problems do I even have? I don't have any problems, you know? And then just being human and being alive, you have problems, inevitably. I think. Amen to that. Right, know, right. So. I, I worked with a psychologist. Well, I, I knew him. I mean, we, we worked side by side. But I, I worked with a guy who used to say, if you're not depressed, you're probably not paying attention to life. So so the stories, to the way my ears hear it, and, and it's important that I emphasize that because kind of like I said to Vern, it's his narrative. And I'm hearing you say that, you know, you're not even sure you always felt like it was okay for you to have these feelings because, hey, your life wasn't as bad as some people's who have these feelings. But right. But it's really important to recognize that it is your narrative that is the truth. Now, if your narrative says that um, that you can fly off the roof, you might want to check the evidence. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> right. you know, if your narrative says this sucks, this is horrible, this is the worst I've ever thing anyone could ever go through, that's okay. It's not risking your life. It's not risking those. Your narrative has is how you're processing that experience, right? But when I listen to the three of you, my my little brain, my ears, heard it my way because the minute we exchange, we taint it, we bias it, we change it, whether we realize it or not, it's an automatic process. So I heard, I heard Vern talk about this significant comorbidity, this myriad of stuff that happened, and in my ears, I'd be looking for the specific time of life it happened, but when I heard Scott talk, I heard it being sort of a lifespan thing. And then when I heard you talk, there was a fixed point later in life. So it, it's very interesting how it comes across to me, and it, it makes it challenging for me to ask the next question because I had wanted to ask you guys, you know, what kind of music are you listening to now, you know, to maybe reveal something about your personality. But what, what I really want to put out there before you ask that question is whether it was the chicken or the egg, whether the great life and then the bad experience, whether it was lifelong and you know they were sort of intermixed, or whether it was a specific time in your life, may not be the most relevant point. So I, I want to ask you guys, and whoever wants to speak first, what kind of music are you listening to now, and is there a reason why? Is it, In other words, like with Nate, is it helping you through this? Or is it... Mm-hmm. You know, with Vern or Scott, is this the kind of music that has always helped you through the lows or, or kept you on the high? So what kind of music are you guys listening to now individually, if, it, if, it, if that applies? I'll go first. If, go for it. Um, well, I've been listening to these, these very, um, I don't know what genre you consider them. I mean, it's just like heavy metal, like um, 
Yeah, for the most part, it's just heavy metal music, and it's it's very dark, and it's and it's kind of relating to what I'm going through right now, which I'm in unemployment right now, and you know, I just discovered that my sister-in-law had COVID, and there's potentially that I had COVID, and I'm kind of by myself right now, and I'm kind of isolated. Okay. Not kind okay. of, I literally am isolated. So it's it's all. You know, it's it's relatable the music that I'm listening to, and that's how I've always listened to music before. It's just like the music that I can relate to, like when I'm suffering. Okay. What artist has metal always been your go-to for suffering? Yeah, and that's always been my go-to. Okay. How about one of you guys? What kind of music are you listening hey, to, and how hey, does that relate? Hey Scott, what artists are you listening to? There is this one band called um, what is it? Kingdom of Giants. Huh. Oh, okay. It's a modern metal band. Yeah. And I really I like their 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 style of music. It's You want to you want to recommend a song for someone who might be going through similar stuff? Hey, check this song out from them or what? Hmm. Yeah. If not, that's fine, but I just you know what yeah, I'm saying? Sure, sure. Um it's called Wayfinder. I forget exactly what the lyrics is about. I think it's it's about like just being lost. You know, just like mentally I think it would be I think it would be interesting at the end of this if you guys listed playlists. Hey, when I'm sad, this is my playlist. Hey, when I'm when I'm feeling up, this is my playlist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'll I'll bet people would check it out, especially the people that find you guys charismatic, people that listen to you, you know, on a regular basis. They're gonna want to go in and because that helps them get inside your head and that helps them feel like they're connected to you. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got a list on my uh, uh, Spotify that I, could I do definitely. Too. I have one that has like called the Sad Boy playlist. <laughs> there you go. S A D B O I Sad Boy. You call it Sad Boy playlist? I like that. It's sad Boy playlist. Yeah. You know? It's ironic because then I, when I was out in North Carolina on the Outer Banks, I was listening to this reggae like 311 music, and it's like mm. the most upbeat music. And then I get back, and like a couple months later, I'm listening to this really dark, like Man. depressing stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, when uh, we were driving remind, around a couple months ago. That, remind me that story. I want to come back and ask a follow-up question, okay? We'll see if my old brain can do it. Nate, okay. what kind of music you listen to, man? And and um, what's, it, what's it helping you? How is it helping you? Well, throughout uh, the past several months or so, um, funny enough, I've gotten into – there's this one playlist that I <clears throat> downloaded at some point called Low Volume Funk. Low Volume Funk or Punk? Funk. Okay. Funk. So it's it's a lot of like things that might yeah. be related to like R and B or soul or whatever. Um, and it's I'm interesting because throughout uh, some of this whole past you know six months or whatever, <clears throat> I've discovered that I've suppressed feeling in general. And what right. I find is that this style of music, first of all, it's very calm, uh, okay. which I like. It's like kind of. Low, well, it's low volume, so it's like low key, kind of just grooves, you know. Right. But it's it's totally based on feeling. I feel like, you know, it's it's just got this kind of relatable warmth, I guess you could say, to it. Which, uh, you know, in my past, for like my whole life, I've always intellectualized everything, you know. Right. So I'm always thinking about everything, but not really feeling anything, or not purposefully anyway. Right. So, so that's been an interesting. Playlist I've gotten into, but besides that, um, I love classical type or orchestral music, I guess you'd say. And I love the lately it's been the really the stuff with really dense, complex kind of harmony that just like oozes with emotion. Um, sure. So one of them is an artist named Gorecki, 
and uh, there's this particular symphony that he plays. It has a singer in it, and it's just kind of a knocks you down. It's just a really beautiful piece of music. So, yeah. so let me let me put together what you and Scott are saying then, and, and whoever can start. Um, you know, originally Scott said something I want to come back to, but now you're you're saying something I'd like to hit too, and, and not to leave Vern out. Um, but <laughs> in in promise theory. Um, you, you guys have heard the term pheromones, right? You know, the rules and principles of sexual attraction and pheromones between animals and all that stuff. Sure. Okay. okay. Sure. Well, pheromones are the, the scent hormones, if you will, on an electrical chemical level. How's that? Or chemical level. Okay. So, well, but there's, there's also a lot of research now to prove um, that it's more than just chemistry, that there's an energy signature that we exchange. So, so for example, as, as hard as it is virtually, when I'm watching you guys, um, and, and I found you to be incredibly magnetic. I mean, I, I'm a leftover hippie, so I understand what I mean by that. But, I mean, seriously, I felt like I could pick up a vibe. I feel like I can watch TV. That person's a, you know, but that person seems all right. You, know, you get a sense or a vibe when you walk in a room. Your energy is where it drives you. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering... You know, with Scott, he talked about the kind of music he likes to listen to when he's down, but then he mentioned reggae, right? You said reggae? A feel good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, Rob. But you know what? What I'm wondering is, okay, if, just starting with your example, if metal is what you listen to when you're down, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. What kind of music does it take for you guys to knock you out of that? If that's what you need or that's what you use, you know what I mean? Reggae, as the example, may not be the thing that gets you out of the funk, you know, and maybe nothing does. Maybe you just ride it out, you know. What, what was? Not that you guys know this, but what was the old drug phrase? Uh, they they ride the dragon. It was like they just sort of rid the high all the way through. <laughs> the I'm saying I read a lot about that. Okay, Chase I'm not the anything else, right? My my lawyer in that army major said I don't have to say shit to you people. All right, excuse the language, but government pardon me. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um. Is there a music that knocks you out of it, that snaps you out of it, that resets you? Or do you just have to ride that wave and just burn it out? Just kind of ride the wave is mine. Okay. But that reggae jumped you out of it momentarily, but it wasn't enough to keep you out of it because you said you went back to dark music, right? Right. I mean, for, I was listening to that music for a certain period of time simply because I was in a period where... You know, I wasn't really going through any struggles. I mean, I was kind of having a couple of struggles with my shoulder, but other than that, it wasn't really anything too serious. So it just depends on circumstance, I guess you could say. So it was safe to explore the darkness, if you will, because you weren't in any risk, any danger, really. You were you were just sort of embracing it. And, and, and I think that completes the personality. You've got to understand all sides of a personality. I, I get the reason I'm asking you guys this, too, because when I was talking to Nate, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not a certified music therapist. I've been to some classes. I've listened to the true experts, and I do believe it can help, um, especially if uh, the girl sings like the one on Pentatonix. Okay, I'll kick all three out of the boat for her. That's all I'm saying. But, um, you know, my, my wife listened to her, and she's like, wasn't she a blonde? I'm like, like I care. Can you be quiet? No, anyway. But, you know, <laughs> She doesn't watch Facebook, so I should be safe. Now, this will be the night. <laughs> so, 
I have a couch. I don't care. Okay. Um, so, Vern, when you were talking about all the things that you endure, what music do you find yourself listening to the most and why? The most? Yeah. I feel like Make I always fall back on metal. I feel like I always fall back on metal, yeah. Just You're a metal thing. guy too? Yeah, in general, probably. That's the that's the thing that what I always... What kind of metal? Yeah. Um, I go with the Angry, flow. I'm, I'm all the way from beginning to end. I'm not very picky. There's a lot of guys okay. that have like this thing with metal where they're like, this era of metal's trash and only this is good. Like, nah. I'll, you know listen to, right. I'll listen to Blackened one day and then pop in some nice. weird genty stuff like Periphery or Animals as Leaders the next. It doesn't bother okay. me. I'm back and forth. Okay. kind of all over the place. So yeah. how does that, again, you pick the active word, help you contribute to your endurance, your ability to get through it, or does it? Does it not? I think for what me. Does it, what like, does that do for you? I think, honestly, for me, it's something to do with my like ADD because I, I feel like I have to jump around a lot like that. I feel like that's okay. what it is. At its core, I really do think my ADD focuses that sort of thing. And when I'm down, I aim to, like, find something that I can kind of bounce around for until I can get back to where I'm supposed to be. Like, most recently, I listened to a lot of, like, Nirvana. But in generally, it was, like, grunge music. And then I okay. kind of branched back away from that and started listening to a lot of other stuff again. So, man. I wonder like if on some subconscious level, on some lower level, that the vibrations are resetting things for you. Maybe. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you think about the all the research on monks and chants and the vibrations that they give. Um, I, I've read, I've heard, I've watched. I've, I, I, I just soak that stuff up. And, you know, I'd always heard that the vibrations, certain pitches, certain tones, and you guys correct my vocabulary, can create certain health conditions levels what have you but then i heard someone say the other day that when they are actually singing or chanting the vibrations help them on a whole nother level because yep. it's coming internally i can see so that. the vibrations are coming from within but then coming back in you know what i mean yeah so, no, that would make a lot more sense i think like scott can probably speak to this too when we perform we always talk about how when we're done we're always so like I don't know. It's like You're zen, vibrating, huh? You know, it's like I, I, for and me up. personally, it's like I'm zen and it's over. Scott has okay. the exact opposite, like you said. He's like vibrating. It's the two two opposite <laughs> spectrums, I think, of the same thing. It's just interesting, interesting that you use that as the example because it was exactly like it was him and me. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's good. Balance in the band. So, how about you, Nate? What it? What are you listening to? While you're going through this, brother, you know, and or it can be your own stuff you're playing. But what are you listening to? What well, kind of music? I mean, I think it depends on what my mood is. Like, if I'm on a better day, I'll put in some, like, uh, some Buddy Miles. That's one that I've gotten into a lot lately. Um, okay. Something to, that has, like, a nice groove to it. Something that really thumps, I guess you could say. Um, sure. I think I've uh, liked indulging in some of the some of the great classics, like symphonies and things like that, you know. Usually on on better days, and then on days that I'm just feeling kind of down and shitty, um, yeah. you know, I, I tend to go for that more s sentimental, I guess you could say, okay. some of the warmer kind of stuff, and also sometimes the darker, um, like huh. like kind of avant-garde classical type of stuff. Okay. Um, and what I find is that the the mood that I'm in would dictate the type of music I choose to listen to. 
in that I'll find something that matches what I'm feeling rather than something to counteract it. Because for me... It's an interesting phrase. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, what I, like, if I'm really angry, and, and actually I've always done this particular thing, like if I had a rough day as a substitute teacher, you know, if you're yeah. back to a, a certain school uh, and uh, had a certain class or whatever it was, and right. it's like one of the things I'd want to do is take a shot of whiskey. And I found that there was something about the bur- – it wasn't the alcohol. It was the burning sensation. Okay. It was – it's like the, the, the burning sensation gave way to express the anger. And I find that mm-hmm. in those moments, periphery really just hits the spot. You know, something that is just yeah. straight aggressive. Because I feel aggressive, you know, and I want to give some sort of expression to that. Or if I'm just feeling just somber, like purple, blue, that kind of... Right, right. Mm, the, the more somber, but, you know, something kind of just beautiful but somber, I guess is the best way I could think of, you know. I find that if it matches my mood, it works better for me. I, I I want people to understand, and I know this much about music psychology, but I'm just, you know, I want people to understand um, from three people who are, are walking the talk. You know what I'm saying? Coming to some schmuck like me who studied a book, who talked to a few people, who whatever. <laughs> I, I used to really have a problem with former alcoholics being counselors and Alcoholics Anonymous, and and then I matured a little bit in the field, and I grew up, and I stopped being such a snoot. And and, and there's a risk. Don't get me wrong. There's a risk. But if if you've been through it or going through it, and you can honestly use self-disclosure without making it all about yourself in that moment that you're trying to help, mm-hmm. that can be amazing for people. Well beyond anybody. I don't give a crap if they went to Oxford, okay? But that can mean so much more. When I run groups, for example, I see this person get more out of that person than they do out of me sometimes. And you have to be able to sit back and say, you know what, it doesn't have to be me. It's not about me. So when, when, I, when, I, when I came up with this idea, Nate, I'm like, wow, you know what, these guys, man, these guys are going to draw attention. These, these guys, it's just the way you talk and the way you interact. I said, this is going to speak to somebody. And not to be cheesy, but you know, like it goes, if you just help one person, then that person carries that forward. I mean, it multiplies. But I just thought, these guys can share this with people. This is going to start conversations, you know? All right, so let me ask you a grown-up question, serious question. I'm going to steal from some research here, okay? Um, and, and, and I did a lot of quick and dirty research. There's there's some surveys out there, by the way, on, on SurveyMonkey, if anyone's interested, uh, music and mental health kind of stuff. So that apparently somebody's doing some research, and there's a company called ResearchGate. So there's a few surveys out there they're trying to get people's feedback on. And it's, it's more of a – it's really just a social psychology, let's do some uh, questioning kind of thing. Um, That's cool. Let me ask you guys this. Do you ever feel that – you get stuck in the bad memories when you listen to music. In other words, has it ever backfired? So for you guys, for example, um, <laughs> I, I know Nate's the high class dude, you know, with the classical music, and, and you two are slumming it with the rest of us. But you two mentioned metal. Nate mentioned classical. I think he's just showing off, you know. But does it ever backfire? <laughs> he's got it. his pinky up the yeah, entire time. Yeah. Let me listen to my class. Right, music. right. Yeah. He, you know, he was just showing off his his education. You know, he's just you know putting that out. There. 
No, but I mean, so do you ever get stuck? Yeah. Yep. And you can't. All right, talk to me, Vern. Yeah. Wait, wait. No, I, I, I've done it all the time. I pretty much, I probably have a, a song on every album that I consider my favorite album that I can't listen to. <laughs> as okay. a result of this exact thing, because there's just too much associated with it, either negative or positive or whatever. But I just don't want to hear it. I just, I have this thing where I'm just like, I know in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm gonna regret every bit of this. <laughs> I was like, if I listen to this song, this is not gonna be a good time for me. And so I just walk <laughs> away from it every single time. <laughs> like it's okay. not worth it. So, so, so even if it's in that genre that typically does help you, there's sometimes a uh, a song that you get hung up on, yeah, and you can't yeah. continue that. Yeah, I've never okay. really thought about it, but <laughs> you're bringing it up, and I'm like, well, <laughs> it's, well yeah. yeah, actually, it's exactly what I do. I feel like attached okay. to these things, sort of in that way. Yeah. So, how do you get out of that stuck point? I listen to something else. Sometimes something new. So usually something I've never listened to before. Something completely different. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Change it up. Yep. What about you guys? Is there is there ever a time a kind of music that typically helps you, but you you have found that sometimes you get stuck in that mood? Hmm. And then you don't have to have a yes answer. It could be a no answer. You know what I mean? So. I feel like there is. I just can't pinpoint exactly. Okay. Experience that I've had. Mm-hmm. All right, let me reword it this way for you, Scott. Who is, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, while Scott thinks about it a little bit, I'll, I can go. Go ahead, Nate. Um, I was just thinking, uh, I don't I don't know that I get, well, first, if, I, if I'm if i getting stuck in a, a funk and it's based on, like, memories, I feel like I don't need a song to do that for me. My brain does a great job of it as it is. Yeah. So that, and that's, that's been, yeah, so that's been, that's been a thing that I've learned about myself. I, I hang on to stuff a lot more than I ever thought I would. And that's like, Cousin hey, Iab. What's that? That's, that's Cousin Iab. I, I, I ever bore the shit out of you talking about Cousin Iab? No. I, I'll give it to you quick here, brother. You tell me yeah. if it's hit anywhere in the mark, okay? So Cousin Iab is a little acronym I made up. Uh, for any of us who took uh, English or AP English, whatever class they made us read that crap Moby Dick in, I hate stuff like that, okay? You know, yeah. I don't care. I don't care about the Grapes of Wrath. I don't care about walking into that. I don't. I hate all those books. Okay, I just freaking hate English class. Sorry, teachers. But okay, love the other. anyway. Um, but so cousin Iab, uh, I thought of that thinking of Captain Ahab, right? And mm-hmm. and his journey and all this madness, right? So I was trying to find a quick, cute way, an acronym or a mantra that would stick easily and I needed to pair it up with something, so I paired it up with English literature, which causes me trauma, and I, I taught people three markers of how you know that trauma or stress, distress, whatever level it might be for you, is is hanging on to you right now, so you need to do something about it, you know, so Cousin Iab's three letters, I-A-B, intrusive thoughts, avoidant behaviors, or body arousal. And that's not necessarily the feel good. It's not necessarily sexual. I don't like that they call it arousal. I wish they called it extremes. That could be a high manic state or it could be a high agitated anger state. That could be a very low depression state or it could just be a really positive mellow state. But it's an extreme. So Cousin Iab, intrusive thoughts, avoiding behaviors, and body arousal. Those are the three quintessential markers of when you know something <laughs> is bothering you at a certain level. Nate, I think we have these these markers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so you mentioned you couldn't get something out of your head, Nate. You know what I mean? So the, that intrusive thought. Now, if that intrusive thought or those thoughts or even that 
feeling. It doesn't have to be a full thought. It doesn't have to be a clear thought. It's like, I, 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 I don't know how I feel, but I know I feel some kind of way kind of thing. You know what I mean? It can be cloudy. It can that be anxiety. opaque. Say what? That anxiety. Right. But yeah. if that intrusive whatever yeah. interferes with your functioning, your typical, whatever your typical functioning is, then you know it's really got you, you know? Mm. So is that the kind of thing you're talking about, that sometimes you just... Yeah, I mean, that sounds like it's right on the mark, you know? Um, yeah, the intrusive thoughts, what I find is that, uh, you know, if something goes wrong, while I won't try to, I'll go over the situation over and over again and play out situations in which I handled it better or, you know, future situations that are similar to that in which I handle those better or whatever. So and you get those... stuck in that obsessive loop. Yeah. Sounds very familiar. Right. Yeah, the behavior is definitely one of them. I've, I've noticed that. That's that's a big one for me. And so, actually, a while back, I took the Enneagram, and I came up as a nine on that, primarily. Okay. And one of the big things that is the less, uh, it, it's basically they had good and bad attributes of each one. I forget what the word was for it, but right. one of the bads was avoided behavior, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 and look, you know, take those things with grains of salt, okay, because avoiding behavior also keeps me from stepping in front of that tractor trailer. I avoid that, you know what I mean? So it, it's you, you got to take it with a grain of salt. And mm -hmm. They are talking about one type of avoiding behavior, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. But also take something else to heart here, pal. Um, take all these scales. Take all the rambling from all the psychologists in the world or psychiatrists or whatever with 10 grains of salt, okay? Um this is our opinion. This is what we think after we think we learned after, you know, whatever. But keep in mind, there was a study on sociopaths and extremely successful CEOs, Fortune 500, hottest <laughs> wives, biggest bank account, big time, man, big time. Couldn't tell them apart on the yeah. study. Yeah, okay? that, was, that was a fun so study to read. <laughs> if you came up high, pal, and it says you've got all kinds of problems, you might be in good company. You know what I mean? So don't don't ever you know lose heart completely. But yeah. to your point about the uh, avoidance, do you guys find that when you turn to your music to deal with whatever mental health state you're you're feeling at that moment, do you do you ever get so withdrawn into it, so isolated that you get lost? Like almost like a flow state, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I can imagine withdrawing it. So, so this is where the avoidant behavior doesn't have to be simply a negative. Anxiety is neither negative nor positive. It is how we perceive it to be. It's what value we give to it. It's how we use it. There's a lot of things to it. Okay? Now, some situations are just suck anxiety. Okay? They're just the negative. There's no way around it. But how much of the negative do I let affect myself? So, But when I'm thinking about the music you guys listen to, I've never been one of those psychologists that says, oh, you shouldn't. I do say don't wallow in worry. But if someone is the kind of person that with their depression, they have to just crash and let it burn out. Remember I used that phrase earlier? As long as they're not self-harming, okay? Now, it's my opinion that if, Vern, can I pick on you? Go for it, man. If, if Vern is sleeping for five days straight, oh, I do you know, that. get okay. your ass up. I, you know, That's an active thing I've done. <laughs> but you know what I'm you know, the room stinks, he stinks, you know, he hasn't shown up for work, you're going to lose your damn job. Mm -hmm. But that's still my opinion. He, he's living, he's breathing, his bills are paid, whatever, he'll take care of it. I'm carrying stress for him. It's not my place to. Mm -hmm. But 
but I'm but I'm wondering if withdrawing into your music, if that recharges you, resets you like a rechargeable battery, you know, or or if you've ever crawled in so far that you had to have a friend come and pull you out. Mm. Mm. That's a that's a tough one to answer. I know it's a, it's a very confounded question. I, I feel like a lot of times I, I don't know, like personally, like I just don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like I allow myself to get that close to the edge. I, there's a lot okay. of times where I've, I've watched myself just inch closer, and I'm just like, gotta stop, and we gotta do something, gotta, that, gotta take a different path, gotta choose something different. This isn't working out, bud. And it's Vern, that, like was, that was one of the questions on the list. Do you ever let music lead you to things you shouldn't do? I, I equate that to you saying you never let yourself get that close to the edge. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times where I just, it just. Like we're driving off course, and I'm like, "Where are we headed? <laughs> what are we doing? This seems right. like a terrible decision." And then I'm suddenly like, "Whoop! Brakes! Hang on! Got to stop! Pump the brakes! Go back to the road!" Yeah, happens all the time. Do it constantly, probably. Yeah. What about you guys? As far as using the music to withdraw, because I mean, to me, that's only positive or negative depending on how you feel about it. <laughs> Scott, what do you think? How, how do you feel about it? <laughs> Don't put me on the spot yet. If you have a if you have an answer, go ahead. I don't I don't exactly have anything right now. Well, I th I think the answer is personal. I mean, I think I think it really depends on the person. You know what I mean? But but when Nate was talking, I thought he he's to my ears. He's talking about how he uses the music to isolate himself from whatever was the stressor at that moment. So he immerses himself in the music. See, that's the positive way of looking at it. You know. The other thing you got to remember too, with psychologists and psychiatrists and all those kinds, okay, my kind, they're still using the disease model a lot. They're still trying to pathologize everything, okay, and and there is a bunch of us who recognize you need to stop that. But you know what the problem with not doing it that way? Insurance companies don't pay for it unless it's that way. It, mm. it, it's an incredibly horribly broken process. But I it's need to use a restroom real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. I'll be recording back. You know, so but when Nate was talking, it it it, it sounded like okay. I don't hear that as an unhealthy thing. I hear that as a coping thing. So the avoidance in that time or in that example was not negative. It was helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, do you yeah. use do you find that do you find that you can isolate yourself in a music almost like cocooning yourself in a protective whatever? Yeah, you know, it's what it, it sounds similar to something I've been considering a lot. Um, one of the things that I've I've tried to really acquaint myself with is uh, you know delving deep into meditative type practices, and um, you know I follow a process. I tried a couple of different things like you know breathing exercises and things like that, and I found what works best for me is just you know I have a a chair over here. It's like I call it my meditation station. Uh, and it's just like a tall back chair and I just sit down, I close my eyes and um, I'll have some headphones and I'll use binaural beats. It's not like well, music. Explain that to the rest of us. Sure. Binaural beats, it's what essentially in each earbud, right and left, it'll put in a certain frequency, different frequencies. Okay. And what it does is it creates in your mind a third frequency. And there's different frequencies that have different kinds of effects. At least it you know, I, that's what it seems, how it seems to work on this. And the one you, that I, I use, like you're proving my argument about electromagnetic energies being exchanged. Exactly. You know what I mean? 
I think there's a lot more to it than just that too. Uh, I think right. I think that's something much bigger than that. Oh, I'm sure. Because uh, not my understanding, that's for sure. Right. So the binaural beats it, it essentially the one that I use. It's labeled as putting you into the theta mindset, which is basically a way to help clear your mind of thoughts. Um, which uh, that sounds magical. It, you, it, it does. It sounds magical, um, but it helps you to listen to to your feelings and listen to what's going on with you and look inside and see yeah, what, what that the also sounds magical. <laughs> let me ask you. Let yeah. me ask you a question. You, you, you're making me think of this question. So. One first though, I, I I want to know, and I want the audience to know, how long have you guys been a band or a group? What what have you considered yourself? 2017? Twenty seventeen? Oh. About three years, yeah, I think yeah, so. Okay. Do you feel? And this was a question on one of the surveys out there. Do you feel that music drives your mental health? And you can again, what did you just think of when I said that? You thought of a negative. You thought of the post traumatic stress or the anxiety. But I didn't say negative, right? Do, do you feel like music drives your mental health, your mental state, or do you feel like your mental state has driven your musical, the, the music you guys create? I don't know if it was like because we were or just either. talking about the band, I immediately thought of my motivation towards the band. Like I, I sort of like I shell up a lot of that nonsense and I just sort of like put it into the band. Just like angry at the explain, world, explain go that. promote. <laughs> like, explain that further, Vern. I don't know, like a lot of that, like I'll, I'll sometimes find myself like, like, man, I'm feeling depressed and down about myself and feeling okay. you know, like I'm kicking myself a lot. I'm like, well, like, what am I doing for myself by just wallowing in my own self-pity? Like I could right. do something positive, put something positive into the world by going and, and telling people at least that we have something going on. So they might be able to connect to something and be able to, you know, connect with someone, have some. Do you guys have any thing. songs that you've written about your mental health? Like all uh, of them. About <laughs> depression and anxiety. Say what? All of, <laughs> all of them. All of them. Okay. We both said it. <laughs> Did you say it? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. It's hilarious. Okay. I I want to I want to crack a joke, but I I don't want to be mean. You no, know? you're fine. We, Just no, do it, I, man. Nate do Nate it. and I are about to be in the same club because this is my second wife. I I've been with her for thirty years and. And we're pretty much sure we're gonna last till death, or one of us kills the other one. Kind of joke, you know. But uh, yeah, that first one didn't go so well, brother. So I don't want to beat on you too bad, but uh, you know. Anyway, it's fine. Um, I'm in the same boat. You can aim at me if you want. Are you seriously? That's not the club we want to be in. It's fine. Man. That's whatever. You know, you live and learn. <laughs> my, if I was a musician, my songs at that time would have been. The bitch is sleeping with the sergeant, you know that kind of, or whatever. You know, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper can kiss my, you know what, and he can take her with him. So I, you know, whatever works. But. Yeah, no, yeah, nailed it. So how about you, Nate? You think do you do you feel like when you guys got together and you started creating? Do you feel like good, bad, or otherwise, the mental state, your mental energy, drove your music, or do you feel like you, the music drove your mental state? In other words, has Scott made you better or worse for being a partner with him? Is what I'm asking, really. You know. Oh, I'd say that the experience with this band has been overwhelmingly good. And what's cool. funny is that I, so I, I think that everything happens for a reason, and which relates to a, a, a another point that I want to make too that I'll come back to in a second. Um, so I was at some point I was just on, so I was in another band before this, and that sort of fizzled out. 
and did, actually it was with Will, funny enough. Um, <laughs> where the hell he is? Will, where are you? Um, but anyway, um, so that. I don't think he's getting a foot rub, you know what I'm saying? Will All he right. even join? You know what I mean? We're, we're going to do an expose on Will for not showing up. Go ahead. So I was looking, so I got on Craigslist, and I was just like, you know, oh, yeah? fans who needed a drummer. And that's yeah. literally how I found these guys. They were like one of the You found these guys on Craigslist? Well, this band's really funny because that? that's how this has all worked out. How it happened. And I think that that worked out too. It was like it was his first, first like interaction with like someone who was actually interested, and it was Nathan. And we're like, this guy's perfect. I don't even. We don't even need to look for another guy. I was like, damn. I canceled after our first meeting with Nathan. I canceled every other appointment we had with people. I was just like, hey man, we actually found a drummer. Sorry, dude. Like. I was very flattered. That's crazy. It's because I was prepared, right? I had just finished like music college, so what I was what I was thinking was this is an audition. That means I'm going to be expected to know the music that they sent me. I'm going to have to have something ready for them and be prepared to play more music after that. But you guys heard him drop that college comment again, right? You know what I'm saying? He's just making sure you don't forget. (laughs) I just gotta know. Get my mustache. Going on <laughs> no, 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 I'm not curling my shit up that way, okay? But you look good with it. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I feel like that was something that definitely happened. That was not an accident. I don't think those things are accidents. Okay. I think it was ex machina. Yeah, and and like that whole thing about energy signals and and electromagnetic energies and things. I think that's there's something to that. There's got to be something. I think- oh, oh, nice. Okay, that's all the time we got, everybody. We'll see you later. Thanks, guys. What's up, friend? William! You can go home now, Will. We don't need you. <laughs> what the living hell? I'll just fuck off then. Okay. <laughs> I knew he was going to yeah, do it. As soon as you said that, cry. I was like, he's going to leave. This is gonna, he's going to leave. Did you go and tell your wife we were mean to you? Is that what you did? No. What? My wife's not here. I'm okay. at <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, I've already, I already, before we begin this, I don't know if we're being recorded or not, I've already got a second idea if you guys welcome me back. I'm going to interview the significant others. And yes, Nate, that goes for the X2, buddy. All things are fair, okay? We're going to Jerry Springer this? Do I got to call my X2? Like... Right? Oh, dude. No, no, because you and I are already there, but he's suffering now, so it's abuse time. Oh, gotcha. It's not no. an active thing. Cool, yeah. cool. I leave mine in Minnesota. You can leave yours wherever you got her, okay? Probably in Minnesota. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, my God. You know, you guys know – sorry, don't get me off the subject too far here. Nate caught me in the office one day after one of the times where I was chit-chatting. Do you remember what I told you about the mother-in-law, right? So, yeah. so, so Nate comes in. He's like, dude, really? I'm like, yeah, really? You know, we, we stood in the hallway for like I don't know how long, but yeah. You know, and I, I never have to lie to you guys, okay? So, yeah, whatever works. Yeah. And they were musicians. That was a freaking musician family, okay? Oh, oh yeah. dude, her, her, her stepfather, um, help me out with my decade, Shanana Chubby Checkers, 50s, 60s, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So he, he played cover bands with, with the big boys like that. And, and he would sometimes, his group would back up those big names, you know what wow. I mean? That's so cool. I got to meet a few of those guys. It was really cool because... You know, I like that kind of stuff growing up, but uh, yeah, really interesting family. And her mom was a go-go dancer, so there was music there too. So you know, that's cool. what's that tell you about musicians? No, okay. so <laughs> we're terrible. 
you know. Yeah. Well, well, there's been a ton of questions, buddy. I, I, maybe to catch you up, how about how about we do the speed round if if the three don't mind? Um, any mental health issues you think you're dealing with? Music that helps you deal with that. Um, you ever get stuck in the music and and that emotion? Start from there. Okay. Mental Do you health feel like sharing? If you don't feel like sharing, you don't have to share. This is, you know, that kind of group. So, I'll share. I'll share. Um, mental health issues. The probably the biggest one that hits me is um, uh, imposter syndrome. Is what? Yeah. Imposter syndrome. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I've heard of that before. Uh, Please so explain further, because I, I, I'm not an expert in that, and I'm sure our listeners aren't either. Yeah. Yeah. No. So imposter syndrome is essentially where like. You uh, you see yourself as like not being a professional in your industry. Like uh, yeah. a lot of times, it's it's musicians, it's uh, like like psychologists suffer from it a lot. Um, anybody in a what the hell are you saying, Will? Well, <laughs> not trying to say anything, um, but it's but it's like you go through all this training, you do all these things, and then yeah. you still feel like you're an imposter in your industry. And then at some point, somebody's gonna come in and find out that you right. are an imposter. You don't actually know what you're talking about. You're not a good physician. You're not a good studio right. engineer. You're not whatever. And they're gonna expose you, and your entire right. way of life is gonna disappear. Why do you think you suffer from that? What do you suppose the root is? Oh, uh, insecurity. I mean, my insecurity. Well, where, where does that come from? Uh, and all, all shit aside, not to go Freudian, mommy, daddy, hugs, no hugs. You know, where where do you think that's coming from? I think honestly, it comes a lot from uh, the mentors that I had when I was a kid. So uh, a lot harsh of my, mentors. My well, my my music teachers and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people, a lot of my music mentors, even though I said like I'm really into music, I want to do whatever it takes. A lot of them just didn't believe in me. Um, and so I got a lot of this, like, oh yeah, you know, you can do whatever you want, but like, we're, you know, you're not really like the focus. Like, this guy over here is incredible, but you're just like, you, you know, you're just Will Lopez. You're just over here off to the side. And I think it it created this sort of vacuum of of um, um, <coughs> confidence. I really never had confidence as a musician until uh, until I joined the last band that I was in, Stacked Like Pancakes, and started like playing shows and doing more. What things. was the name of it? Stacked Like Pancakes. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's a it was a ska band out of Baltimore, um, okay. but we played, we played like Vans Warped Tour. We did a couple tours. Uh, one was Save Ferris. They did a tour with Real Big Fish, a um, bunch of like big name ska bands. But uh, until then, I really didn't have any confidence. And even after joining, it was like, well, I'm not a very good bass player. I don't know why these guys. I obviously just like tricked these guys into letting me into this band. So if imposter syndrome is that you feel like you're a fraud in your field. How does listening to music, considering that you're a musician, help you cope with that? Or does it not? Is it an unfortunate catch-22? I think it does. Um, basically, for the for the reason of I get lost when I listen to music. Like, it's nothing else matters. It doesn't matter that I need to be the best. It doesn't matter if I'm a good, good bass player or a bad bass player. All that matters is the music and... The feelings and and what it's about, and so I think that being able to to dive into the recording process, for example, I mean, like working with these guys, like right. at the beginning of our uh, our recording process for this this past EP, of which singles are still coming out, 
uh, at the very beginning of it, I was a brand brand new to, to the studio. I mean, they know I, I was real shaky, but like once we started getting into like, oh, this is the song, this is what it's about, I started firing off ideas, and then I stopped thinking about like, oh, I'm a new studio engineer, I'm a new producer, I'm new to all this stuff. I just stopped thinking about that altogether, and it was all about the music. And so that really you, helped me cope a You lot. just stayed mindful about the task at hand. So. Yeah, I just sort of lost myself in it. That's what I do every time I get into the studio. I'm always like really nervous before I get there and as I'm setting up and as I'm meeting the people and then as soon as we start talking music, like a switch flips and I, I don't even think about any of that. It's just 100% into the into the music, into the task at hand. I feel the same so, way about teaching. Yeah. You like, you like teaching? Teaching music or you mean teaching at school? I said I feel the same way when about teaching. Like I might be nervous about the student coming up. Like what am I going to do with them? As soon as I get in there with them, all yeah. that disappears, and it's like I'm I'm just in there, and that's all that there is. Right. It just clicks into place, and that's the only thing that matters in the world. Basically, it's it's just the room that you're in and the student that you're working with. Okay. Definitely. So you're 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 hitting a lot of the things that these three guys hit. You know, feeling. The music and and withdrawing or losing yourself in the music and we and we talked about how when music when the withdrawal is a negative hiding from your problem but at the same time because there's balance and there has to be balance in the universe isolating yourself within that music can actually be very protective like cocooning so I, I had a question and and it really started when when I think it was Nate talking but um, you just reinforced it for me well. I'm curious, and, and, and I see our time's almost up, and I apologize, Nate. I actually took longer than I thought I was going, because there's so much more I want to ask you guys. Um, yeah, keep going. Part two. We, can, we can keep this going. Yeah, we can keep going if you want, if you're cool with it. I've been, I've been married 27-plus years and with her 30 years, Nate, okay? She's cool with it if you're talking to me. She might send you a freaking check and th say thank you, you know, thank you to the fruit basket, okay? So. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's and, and my kids are at the age of what do you want? Oh, Dad, can I have some money? What are you, personality? Are you freaking kidding me? You're walking ATM. Say what? Oh my God! I don't always have to say please and thank you. You don't. You just ask for my wallet. You might want to try. Anyway, that's another sidebar. Um, I can't afford the therapy, boys. Okay, that's just the way it is. Um. <laughs> For you guys in the music process, is it the instrument, the melody, the lyric? I'll give you a good example, and this is a totally insane example, but Uncle Cracker. Do you know who Uncle Cracker is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not talking about me because I'm an old white guy. Uncle Cracker. <laughs> he had a song come out that was super popular. Yeah. I know I put the profile for some people, but I'm a lot more liberal than I look, okay? But anyway. Sure, um, Uncle Cracker. I know, right? That'll, that'll be the name. Well, anyway. Um, so he came out with a song, and I can't remember what the hell it was, but he was singing to his mistress, and I think his mistress was married. I don't remember the song. And I watched people at that time, including my friggin' wife, okay? And, oh, I love this song. This is great. This is that. But if you had brought up the subject of infidelity, <laughs> um, that really bothers them. How can you like this song? You know. So for you guys, what is it you pay attention to? The lyric, the melody, or do certain instruments work for you? And, and if you're a percussionist, 
just as an example, because I'm showing off my one vocabulary word I know. It, you know, what instrument, right? There you go, buddy. <laughs> uh, I can't do a Thurston Howell invitation from Gilligan's Island. I wish I could. But is it a particular type of bass? Is it a particular type of snare? Or, I don't know how to ask the instruments, but what is it? The melody, the lyric, the, the instrument, what, what is most therapeutic for you and why? Uh, have you guys all answered this question? So I'm curious. No, this yeah, is this a brand is new. new question. Okay. Brand new question. Go ahead, Will. Oh, uh, for me, it's the harmony. Um, it's explain the... to non-musically talented people. I think I know what you mean, but explain to me. So harmony are is like the chords behind the behind the melody. Okay. okay. It's what gives the melody context. Um, I I mean I I listen to melodies, I listen to lyrics, I listen to all that kind of stuff, but... Um, the musical I, bandwidth that stays there even when you put other things on it, when you lay other things on it? It's, right. it's that... Yeah, like like the chord progression, like okay. what rhythm guitarist is doing and the bassist are doing. It's it's the harmony and the feel. Um, those are the two things that I listen to. I Honestly, like most songs that I listen to, um, up until recently, because I've started doing a lot more singing, but um, up until recently, I couldn't tell you at all what it's about. I mean... When you say the feel, what do you mean, the feel? Um, How do you gauge what, the feel? What's that? Make that tangible for me. Uh, but musically, the feel is like what style of music sort of okay. uh, it's it's being played in the the, the time signature the um, the groove of the music all all of those different gotcha. words. Um, but for me, a lot of times it's it's what it what that harmony and feel pulls emotionally out of me. That that's it, it's it's the emotional connection to the music aside from like the the lyrics, right? Just what that piece of music makes me feel. So that leads me to the question. I, I don't know. Remember the question I typed in the chat one time? What what music do you guys make it to? Okay, I don't really need to know that. Anyway, oh, okay. but, yeah. I was like, but you can pull out certain emotions. You know, what puts you in what mood? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Keep it um, clean, Scott Young. Right. <laughs> so what about you three? Instrument, uh, lyric, the music. What it? What is it that helps you? And I, I, I assume it's all together. But if you yeah. had to help someone, when you, if you were to instruct someone, if you were trying to exchange and share how it makes you feel, would you be focusing more on the instrument, the lyrics, or the melody, if I can use that word? I think generally I focus on the lyrics, personally. Okay. Yeah. I like the story, whatever. The okay, that's song. exactly that's what I'm asking, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would say. Uh... More the melody, just how it progresses, and and just you know that takes guess, you to the ride, the right? Field. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, lyrics is important. All the the stuff that you just listed is very important, but just the melody is is the thing that speaks most to me. And if I'm missing yeah, something, because I'm oversimplifying in threes, because I'm not a musician, I lack the vocabulary. So if I should be adding something or removing and replacing it, please do so. Okay. You're nailing no, it. You're, doing, you're nailing it. Yep. Scott, I would agree with what you said because what I notice about a lot of the things that you write is that you, you tend to think very melodically. 
was gonna say it's it's funny hearing everybody say their thing. I can't wait to hear what yours is, Nathan, because I can only take a guess. But like everybody has like their very specific thing that they like about writing music or what they like about listening to music, and it's also the same yeah. thing that they write about or write most you know succinctly with. It's it's so cool to see that. Like it, Scott likes melody, and he writes yeah, speed that- lines that are crazy. You know, I just. The, yeah. the song progression thing for Will, and you're constantly the one that brings up like arrangement changes that we can do just based on the chord progression that we're working on. Like, hey, we could just do this instead. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I, I think agree. that's why that's one of the reasons why, as a producer, I work really well with you guys is because yeah. you ideas, and I'm like, this, like we've done we've done like too much. We need to bring it back down. We need to simplify mm-hmm. the arrangement, or we need to like we need to go for this feel with this song because it's almost there, but it's like not quite, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> Have you guys ever had? Because uh, I was I was telling them before you came on, Will. You know, I didn't want to bromance over you guys too much, but I've really enjoyed watching you guys. The the magnetic, the chemistry, and and it's not just any given individual. Although each of you in your own right are like super neat to watch. I, I know how much of a dork I sound like, but <laughs> but together collectively, it's like wow. You know. It's just there. There's that energy. You even through the screen, you can kind of tell it. You can feel it. You you know you know it's there, and you know if you can see these guys live or hear them, wow. But do you ever feel like it doesn't work that well? And how do you get through that? With your music, I'd say that there's there's not many times that I feel like we just don't gel together. I think (laughs) if we each come in in our own funk, it, that tends to get better throughout the rehearsal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but I do know there's been plenty of there's been actually recently there's been several rehearsals where we come in and we're sitting there Did and we're nothing. just like we can't nothing. play tonight. I I just can't do it tonight, guys. Can we just like hang out? And we're just okay. like, yes, I think we need this. Yep. Do you, do you realize you're, you're you're vibing off of each other's energies? Now, you know, for Vern, it might be the conversation, but for Scott and Will, it might it might be the flow of things, the tone, the pitch of the volume. You know what I mean? But each of you is feeding off of a different type of energy in that same thing, right? All right. Let yeah. me let me ask you a, a wrap up question because I'll, I'll go and be a, a semi good husband and dad and 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 take the rejection like a man, but. So, so here's somebody actually sent me a question. Okay, one of the teachers that uh, subjects himself to listening to me ramble. Uh, he asked, "Does it tell me if I'm nuts because of my playlist? Does his playlist?" So you guys, this is you get a turn to be the psychologist. Okay, um, he he says, and, and I'm sure some of this is tongue in cheek, but he says his wife thinks that his playlist does reveal that he's nuts. Because she doesn't see any rhyme or reason in it. His music goes from angry metal to country to Michael Jackson to Adele. Personally, I don't know if he's confused about his sexuality. I'm just messing with him right now. I swear to God, in case he's listening, I don't care. No, but, you know, do you guys, do you ever, because you've known each other long enough to bust on each other, right? Do you, do you feel like, uh, well, the other, one of the other things I had said was these guys should put out a playlist. Like, you know, after this, list on, on here my playlist when I'm sad, my playlist when I'm feeling good, or my playlist to help me feel good, you know? So it would be interesting. I think people would dig getting inside your brains by looking mm-hmm. at the playlist. Mm-hmm. Do you think the playlist reveals a mental health issue? So this is your turn to be the psychologist. 
Can, let me, can you tell what Vern's dealing with based on the type of music he's he's listening to? Word it that way. Is this a question to all of us? Yes, sir. And re reword it, rephrase it. Um, yeah. Um, I was listening. There's this this account on on YouTube that specifies when somebody listens to a certain music, it just specifies what their mentality, what their personality is and stuff. And when you move more towards like metal and stuff like that, it's more the darker music and it seems to show more insecurities is what I've I've learned from this 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 Interesting. video that I've watched and it talked about like rap shows that you're more confident, you're more cocky and and like country music I forget exactly what it all specifies, but but yeah. It's interesting stuff. Country, country. No, never mind. I, I won't crack. I got my my relatives are all over the country. Country Western signifies that you can fuck a scarecrow. You can. You know, I got I got talk trash. So. Well, but but to that interpretation of metal, Scott, do you think that's a fair interpretation? I think it is because I it's it's very similar to how I feel in a in a okay. way. So, so I, I think, would agree. I think I agree with that, but I think it's I would say it's backwards. Um, I don't. I personally, when I listen to music, it's not because I feel in a certain way. It's because I want to feel a specific way. Interesting. So it's it's back. It's it, like I'm not like, oh man, it's a rainy day. I'm gonna listen to whatever. It's like, man, I want to get like pumped up, so I'm gonna listen to, I don't know, whatever. Britney Spears. You know. Vern, like, can I be can I be direct and 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 have you and Will engage here a moment in I, a discussion? Or I was debate? gonna say we're can almost I, exact opposites on that, aren't we? I was gonna, I do the exact opposite. Yeah, really, can I be really personal and target it with a question, Vern? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So with your with your PTSD, I mm-hmm. I noticed Will's choice of words was it's about what I want to feel, and okay. I don't disagree or argue that. But and because I always say therapy is only going to work if someone wants it to work, you know what I'm saying? But Vern, is it fair to always say that that the emotional state you are enduring—that was Vern's choice of words, Will, just so you know—is what you wanted to endure, or is it sometimes where you feel like it takes you first before you can get a hold of it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's what I was gonna like speak to is like like that. Cool. Although we were opposites on that, like I will sometimes still just listen to it anyway to guide my emotion in that direction. Even though I'm normally I'd say no, this isn't a good idea. But occasionally I listen to it and I'd be like, you know what? No, we're gonna we're gonna ride this one out and see where we go. Basically, okay. yeah. Mm. yeah. Talk to you other guys. What I've noticed is, um, <clears throat> and this kind of goes back to something I said earlier. I found that certain types of music are almost like vehicles to express whatever's already going on with me. And so, Will, when you said that, I thought it was funny because that's literally the exact opposite of what what I tend to use certain musical styles for. So it reminded me, though, uh, when you talked about that eclectic playlist that your friend has of an idea I saw recently that I think makes a lot of sense. And it kind of reminds me of, of Jungian psychology and some other spiritual type of ideas. It's almost like you've got all these different characters that are reflections of different aspects of you within yourself. It's like you've got, and I think that's part of where, like, ancient gods, the ideas of those ancient gods came from, like, the Greek gods. Um, So, like, 
it, it's like you've got the, 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 you know, Mars, the warbringer, or I guess it'd be Ares, and it's like this god is the one that takes over you when this emotion takes over you. Keep going. It's like, sure. So it's like that, that angry, warring type of character is the one. Nice. You um, mentioned Greek gods. I just wanted to share my buddy here. Yes. Which one is that? Joking. <clears throat> I don't know. Whoever the guy is without pants on. I have no idea. Is it Apollo, Apollo maybe? Especially oh. Zeus. But anyway, uh, our boy Zeus. But like, I'm probably going to have to explain that to my boss tomorrow morning. That's all right. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'll, I'll be there with you, bud. All right. But, uh, so it's like you've got a, a whole collection of things in your psyche that re- represent all these varying aspects of yourself. And it's like, in a way... You know, everybody and everything, um, it's like it's its vying for, for love and acceptance. You know, all these aspects of ourselves. It's like, and it's one of the, the things that I've learned in the past several months that some, it's one of those processes you kind of have to go through to find out what those different characters are within you, those different aspects of yourself. And to learn that they are a part of yourself and that you accept them as a part of yourself, and then you can actually integrate them and, and direct them in some kind of productive way. And I feel like, you know, when, when you start doing that, I've noticed that after doing that kind of process, there are certain music, certain types of music that I've listened to more that I didn't really listen to before, or certain things that appealed to me that never really did before as I learned more about my own self. And it's like you give these different aspects of yourself sort of a vehicle of expression. Um, so like, like I said, if I'm feeling very angry, something like periphery real, really appeals to me, or maybe even Metallica or Trivium or whatever, or if I'm feeling very sentimental, this low volume funk playlist is very, uh, appealing to me, or if I'm feeling like kind of in the clouds, I guess you could say some of this, you know, you know, highfalutin classical music might really appeal to me, or if I really desire... Yeah, well, you haven't been here as long as the others, but uh, Nate drops a few little hints every now and then about his educational level, so... Oh. Yeah. All right. What, Nate, what do you what do you have again? Oh. A master's in not listening to things? True story. <laughs> this is literally true. <laughs> yeah, I got my music degree, and now I teach the deaf, so you can tell you, you know... <laughs> <laughs> That's really fucking funny. <laughs> you made me choke. So I feel like I feel like his wife's gonna need an answer. So do you think his playlist indicates that he's nuts? No, actually, um, he might be doing a very healthy thing. Actually. So we got one vote for same. Let's hear it out, boys. What, what, what's the vote? Because I know the, the problem is that. I have to That's weigh it up against my playlist, which is also eclectic, and I am not healthy. So <laughs> I am not. I can't be sure. We got one. No, he's not nuts. One, he may damn well be. He could be, man. Scott, <laughs> if you're, if you're you on board the crazy buddy? train, I think, I think it is a healthy uh, playlist. Ooh, two wow. one, two one. Well, last one. Tiebreaker, baby. Tiebreaker. Not, not nuts. Something in between. What do you got? No, I agree. I think. Uh, I mean, my like the playlists that I have are the same way. Like I've got, I've got country and folk artists right next to like Juice World. You know, like it's it's everything in between. And I think it, I think it's right next to WAP. I think it's healthy to have all these different uh, influences, all these different styles, all these different types of music in in uh, easy reach in your life constantly. 
Vernon, all this proves that these these three are rationalized in their mental state. Okay, that's all this is. Let brother. them rationalize it. I would rather you're, be irrational. You're the only one being honest. They're being too damn polite <laughs> and nice. And I know his wife's in the background screaming, bullshit, he's crazy. You know? <laughs> this is a coping mechanism for me because I have the same right. playlist. And so I'm like, no, right. he's not crazy. It's right. right, exactly. He's not crazy. Right, I, mean, not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not crazy, right? Uh, <laughs> You know, honestly, right, guys, dude, right, right, you know, <laughs> right, guys, come on, back me up here. <laughs> honestly, I think if you can wipe yourself, feed yourself, still function, you know, what the hell is crazy? What's normal? You know, I just, stupid. you know, guys, this has been a lot of fun hanging out. I appreciate it. I, I'd love to do it again. I'll come up with even some more uh, specific questions. I'd really like to see you guys put out those playlists, like top yeah. ten. Top three, seven, ten, no more than ten. People never remember more than that, and they'll stop at the top three or five. But honestly, your top whatever when you're sad, your top whenever to feel good kind of thing. And and if we did get together again, I think it would be fun either for you to send me five songs to psychoanalyze and ask you specific questions about and or for me to send you some music to listen to and then talk about how it made you feel. So Ooh, can think about that for next time. That like that option. Don't let me pick your music, Nate. Oh, I'm uh, loving I'll it. Bring, that sounds I'll like a lot of fun. Put it to you, buddy. I'll give Vernon the best damn list and you the best hairiest damn thing you've ever heard, okay? <laughs> It'll be some doing? of the weirdest, sickest crap. You'll be like, what? The, I'm not Amazing. listening to this shit. You know, but, they would do it. This for fun. Wouldn't. You're fine. You can do whatever you want. All right. Get those playlists out, guys. I think that would be really cool to read. I appreciate yeah. you letting me hang out. All right, yeah, Dan, you want to take us out? You want to you want to you want to close yeah. this out? Yeah, you know what? Let's close out with this. So here here's something because I know this is important to you guys too. Um, I want people to know that honestly, God, you could Google the bejeebas out of mental health and music. Survey Monkey's got a lot of surveys out there. Participate. Let them let help them understand how it helps you and and makes you feel because. The experts become the experts off of you because you're the ones experiencing it, and that's who the expert is, the one who has the experience. So SurveyMonkey, uh, ResearchGate, they got some surveys out there. But also make sure you know about the uh, National Alliance on Mental Illness. It's, it's a reputable institution. They have a website, and actually right now their cover story is the impact of music therapy on mental health. So check all that out. Hey, check all that out. We've been once revealed. You've been great. Thank you all for being so well-dressed. Yeah, that's right. See you guys.